Hi, everybody, and welcome back to Drenched in Drama. This is Tiffany. And I'm Cassandra. We are here to give you a closer look at the timeline. The timeline of events, how we got to where we are. We know that we give you guys a lot of updates, but we haven't really told you in detail how Cassandra got to this point. So a lot of the talking is going to be done by her unless she wants me to chime in, but I feel like it's easier to hear from Cassandra herself about the timeline of events and how these things occurred. And then if she has questions for me, since I was present, then obviously I can chime in with that as well. So Cassandra, you want to take it away? Yeah, I mean, it's interesting for me because I just want to hear from somebody else's perspective, too, because obviously I've been doing the timeline episodes on the Patreon and those are like deep dives and we're getting into like the specific texts and emails and phone calls and just everything um, for like every week. But I do think when I'm doing them, I'm like, man, I wish Tiffany was doing this with me because there's so much I don't remember. Right. And I feel like that kind of goes hand in hand, though. And there are things that you remember that I don't remember. There are things that I remember that you don't remember. And that's not just about like your life, but my life, too. You know, that's kind of like where friends pick up and leave off. And then sometimes we have different perspectives. So you know, like it's easier to kind of armchair quarterback, you know, like it's not so easy when you're the person in the relationship being gaslit. And you guys, he's really good at it. I do remember things, but it's like, I feel like I doubt my memory or just the way I perceived things. And then I start to question my own sanity. Right. In my opinion, this guy is like a master manipulator and Mm -hmm. he's, I mean, he's a professional at it. So and he is a he, lawyer. Literally. And a politician. A failed politician is still a politician. I mean, they say that manipulative people who engage in gaslighting, they do it to attain power over people, which I could totally see. He definitely is all about the power. Like, there's no doubt in my mind that is what he seeks. I don't know why he seeks the validation that he does, but... I don't know. Right. I mean, I had to pay that. I mean, that's a perfect place to start. Okay. Because I had to pay $250 to do an episode with him, um, which is kind of crazy. Like, I mean, I guess he's a semi-celebrity, but not really. I I don't know. Yeah. So I don't know. I think we're kind of like dating ourselves, like age-wise, when we refer to him in that way, because yes. so to me, I was like, you know, Cassandra's dating somebody who's kind of famous, who's da 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 da. Girl, when I tell you, when it finally all came out and people are like, who is NT lawyer? Like, what? Mm-hmm. Like, three people knew who I was talking about. No one in their 20s had a single clue who I was speaking about, Cassandra. I know I've told you this before, but I mean, talk about like humbling yourself really quickly. That should humble him pretty quickly. I know he makes a ton of money over on his Patreon. You know, he's he's got his subscribers. Good on him. No one's trying to take business away from him. No one's trying to cancel him. No one's trying to ruin him. We are just here telling a story as we recall it. And I recall that nobody knew who he was when yeah. I tried to tell them. 
Well, and he like fills this niche, right? Just unveiling cryptic blinds. But kind of does. But then, so, you know, like blind items aren't really my thing. Like I listened to Beyond the Blinds, like a couple of episodes, and Mm -hmm. they just seem so much more entertaining and just like like an actual uh, show right right exactly like it's i don't know i didn't feel like they were for lack of better words full of shit Mm -hmm. where he is you know what i mean they seemed like they had fun together like they were just friends talking discerning what's true and what's not maybe too right right yes so i listened to their aaron carter Mm-hmm. episode and then i listened to another one i can't remember in sync in sync because i love in sync so and i was just like listening to it because someone other than you had asked me have you ever listened to their show and i'm like no because i don't really do like blind items i used to be super into celebrity stuff and i'm just not really anymore like i get fixated on my little celebrity things that i'm fixated on cassandra mm-hmm. could tell you what i'm fixated on but it drives Beach her crazy <laughs> You guys, guys, Cassandra, Cassandra had to yell at me to get off of TikTok Live. If I hear the word Beach Waver one more time. My TikTok name is Shut Up Tiffany. If you would like to follow me and enter some of the giveaways (laughs) that Cassandra would love if I would give it all away because she's so sick of it. But Cassandra doesn't know she's going to get a beach waiver for Christmas. But I digress. <laughs> well, so. thank you. I, it can't be a worse gift than my birthday present, which was like <laughs> literally my birthday present. I'm buying myself an episode with NT and this is what oh, I get. Y'all. I know. How is this it's, fair? It It's literally like, you know, those little <laughs> commercials. Like, I know we've talked about before how it started, how it is now. But mm-hmm. it's like what you ordered versus what you got from <laughs> exactly. Wish. Like, it's kind of like that. Like, you thought you were ordering, like, this tall, handsome, young, smart, charming, single man, and you got a 50-something-year-old, 20-something years older than the picture you got, married, I'm not even going to say anything about his looks, married fella with kids who, like, gaslit you manipulated you like brought your whole freaking world into it me your family shauna your other friends and then like just like dips you know what i mean like literally leaves you and your kids with all of your stuff packed and a sheriff deputy showing up at your house like i was just trying to talk 90s nostalgia with him right and aaron carter that was literally it that's all we wanted from this dude that's it but he kept flirting girl he's the one made a list of things that we needed to talk to him about and if you remember yeah. i was very specific how you needed to talk about Devin sawa or we yeah. were gonna have beef yes like, like all we wanted from this man was stuff. some 90s some 90s stuff. That's it. Brittany Murphy and Devin Sawa. That was the only thing that I required. That was all I cared but about. He love bombed the shit out of me, Tiffany. God, Having to go did. back and look at all of this for court has been eye opening to say the least. Like just us sitting there and writing like your response mm-hmm. and like reliving it. It's like, oh my God. And especially now that we know 
like what we were kind of suspecting all along. It's like, you are a sick, twisted individual, sir. Mm-hmm. Somebody but, who will use kids and oh, it's so I gross. know, I know, but we are getting off track, guys. We are sorry for that. So yeah. let's get into it. We are talking about this birthday gift. Well, he messaged me. We got our notes together. I recorded with him and then he kept me on afterwards, which I was excited. I was like, oh, cool. He thought I did good. But then he's like, we should definitely record again. It turned into like a whole series. Just to clarify for myself, which means we probably need to clarify for the listeners. Mm-hmm. You're talking about when you paid to do your birthday episode for Enti's podcast with him, exactly. which you ended up, I believe, cross posting to Cassandra Explains It All. Is that correct? Yes. Yeah, so I did. You paid for one episode and he told you. Make sure, you know, it's the last of the month. Make sure you edit it or you're going to get charged $250 again. But yeah. I'm going to send you a link. Oh, it's an episode guide. Got you. Okay. And so mm-hmm. then, so all you paid for was this link for all of these episodes to mm-hmm. be able to listen to them in one podcast, correct? Exactly. Yeah. And then it turned into a series. Okay, cool. I'm with you now. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. We we did Full House. I mean, that was big because I like to talk about the Olsen twins and that was fun. Growing Pains, which was awesome. We I remember did, that. Yeah. Uh, Kurt Cameron. I love some Kurt Cameron stuff. And then we did, what was the other one? Step by Step, which I don't know if you remember that. It was on like- I, I remembered GIF. it only. Yes, I loved that show, but I literally forgot about it until you did the episode with him and you told me you were doing Step by Step. Mm-hmm. And at first I was like, you mean like Step by Step, ooh, baby. Mm-hmm. And you were like, no, no, I'm not talking about New Kids on the Block. I'm talking about the show. And then I was like, oh my God, TGIF. Yes, yes, (laughs) I do remember it. But at first, I literally thought you were talking about Jordan McKnight. So yeah, I mean, we're doing all of these episodes together. It's going really well. And like after we record, he would keep me on and talk to me for 20, 30, 45 minutes sometimes. Yeah. And like, what were you guys talking about? Like, um, were you would... just talking about life? Like, like what? What? Yeah. I mean, he was Googling after school specials and like looking for episode ideas. And then he would be asking me questions about myself. And it really didn't dawn on me that he wasn't telling me anything about himself. Professional was starting to mix with personal. Oh, for sure. Okay. Yeah. And we were emailing kind of hot and heavy. He's like asking me so many personal questions and emails. But not telling you anything about him. Right. He's somehow not really telling me anything about himself, but he does say that he wants to start sending me pictures of himself at a certain point. You guys get to that point. Like that is because you guys, I'm not just asking this to like lead her. Like I truly don't know the answer to these these well, here's, here's what's even weirder, Tiffany. You're like, this is gonna blow your mind. I think during these and all of these episodes, all of those episodes we're recording, right? He he can see me and I can't see him. I know, I know. We discussed that, and that is so creepy to me. Like, was that something like that was intentional? I know you and I have our cameras we, on right now. We always have our like. Did he ask you to have your camera on, or you just left it on because it's what we do normally? Mm-hmm. Like, 
Um, the first episode, I did not have it on because he didn't. I just had my profile picture. And I actually changed my profile picture that day because it was a picture of Alex Mack in a, a Santa mm-hmm. hat. Yeah. Like, I want something more professional. So I changed it right. to my regular Yeah, picture. I remember that picture. It was cute. Yeah. And then he goes, at the end of the recording, he's like, wait, is that your real picture? And I was like, yeah. Like, why would I use a fake picture? What are you talking about? <laughs> And Mm -hmm. he's like, oh, okay. And then, yeah, I mean, I guess he thought I was cute. It did not occur to me that it was really freaking weird that I could never see him and he could see me. Like, I don't know why I didn't question that or why. Just because I guess he, I don't know. I feel like like he jumped into like you seeing him fairly quickly. But Mm -hmm. also he decided he wanted to send you pictures, but he sent you pictures that were old. So... Yeah, I kind of get it from like a catfish perspective. It makes sense. Like it would have made sense to me like, okay, this person's anonymous. They want to protect their identity. Um, But also like looking back, like it was also like a catfish kind of thing. You know what I mean? You got to reel them in first before you're like, by the way, I'm now bald and 20 years older. Exactly. I think that's what was like 80% of it. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Which makes sense you do you boo whatever like to all the catfish out there there are plenty of other catfish in the sea i'm sure just don't be a predator he is skilled at the art of deception i'll say that for sure okay so you guys were recording your series at some point he decides he wants to how did he get into i want to send you pictures of me like because i remember you being like i almost feel like he's flirting with me but then i'm like he's not flirting with me he's just really friendly mm-hmm. yes well because during that whole time we're emailing and if you guys want to hear like literally every email you can go to the patreon it's there it's boring i read out all of them but to be fair i thought some of them were pretty interesting and very skeezy because i mm-hmm. did not at the time i'm not like ooh, cassandra tell me every detail i'm like oh cool like you're into this guy he's into you that's awesome go team you know basically we got to the emails because he's like look you know you share your life with me so i want to share with you i mean and he had been asking me so many questions he had gotten so much information about me i think he felt like i don't know i mean he knew that i was interested in him we had podcasted together several times several nights mm-hmm. oh so he told me that the moment he decided he wanted to be serious with me and knew he was in love with me <laughs> was when we first started recording together and what i yeah and it was a specifically It was one of the kids' birthdays, so we had, like, a birthday party, and I said, yeah, I'm gonna go, you know, like, clean after this, and I have work tomorrow, so I really need to go to bed. So he says to me, it's 12 o'clock at night, you're gonna go clean up, and I'm like, yeah, I mean, that's what I do, I'm a mom, like, I don't go out, I don't party, I don't have boyfriends, like, I podcast at night, so that way I can have social interaction, but, like, I take care of my kids, and I clean and that's and I work you know and that's it and he's like that's when I knew I was in love with you and thinking back on it it's so creepy because I think that's when he knew I was really vulnerable right because how like you are a married man with children Mm. this is your business and literally you just fall in love with a patron what like what right. man who respects or loves his wife or children 
would even do you know what i mean like mm-hmm. it's so skeezy so to be fair and put everything out in the open we didn't know about the wife and kids were you asking him private questions and he was just dodging them or were you just not asking because you were no. like this guy's really into me this is really cool he wants to know what? about my life i assume if somebody has a wife and children <laughs> well that, that goes it's gonna come saying. up Right. That goes without saying, but I'm saying, like, were you he, like, what about you? Do you like, you know, no, do you I have anybody? Ask. So you, no. didn't, you never asked him information. He completely presented himself as being single at all times. Like right. there was no Which, question. He said he lived alone in the desert. That's what I'm asking. That's what I'm asking. So mm-hmm. did you ask him or was he like just telling you these things? Oh, no. He offered up that he lived alone. So he was writing out his family on his own from mm-hmm. the jump. From the jump. They didn't wow. even exist. Like Chris Watts wow. level. That is crazy. Mm-hmm. Insane. It's insane. I I literally, oh, people are like, well, what about when you found out? We'll get to that in the timeline. So eventually. I remember when you found out. <laughs> yeah, there was a lot more lies. A lot of more lies. But yeah, I mean, like the birthday love bombing of it all, the personal emails that started it all. I don't know, Tiff, I feel like a gaslighter, they'll initially lie about little things, right? And then it builds and builds and builds. And then there's so many lies. It's like you, you're you lost in the sauce. <laughs> yeah, for sure. And like he would sprinkle in enough truth or like half truth. Mm-hmm. Like, it seemed plausible. You know what I mean? Like, and especially when you're in a long distance relationship, you're literally in Florida and he's in California. It's not like you can just drive on over to the desert and be like, what's up? You know? Exactly. But he did come all the way here to see me. He did. I remember. So. So throughout September and October, now looking back, there were clues. Okay. Like. (laughs) Like you said, he sent me a picture of himself. He was a lot younger in the picture than he was on video because he did let me see him on video soon mm-hmm. after the pictures. And, you know, he looked different. And I initially told Shauna, I was like, he's not my type. I'm not going to lie. He's not my type. But Shauna, but Tiffany, the thing is, is. He's really nice and he's never going to abuse me and he's never going to be mean to me and he's not my ex, you know, and he really, really, really likes me. So he's started making all these plans to come here. And I mean, he's making he's doing podcasts with me still all the way through Thanksgiving, like we're doing a Michelle Trachtenberg episode. We and like, did Aaron Carter. We like, did. Yeah, that's yeah, right. I we remember. did an episode. And I well, remember, oh, you know, yeah. right. I remember, you know, Shauna having her reservations. And I remember them all being very valid. And mm-hmm. Shauna being like, something doesn't seem right. But, you know, like you said the same thing to me. And I was like, look, you know, like, I mean, you and I had talked about before, like you were completely okay with being alone. You were like happy living that life, but it's also a lonely life. Like it would be nice to have somebody to do life with. You said it 
more than once. Like, you know, I had Robbie, like I had my little family. It was you and the kids. And so for me, I was really happy for you that like, okay, maybe he's not Brad Pitt, but like if he's somebody who's nice to you, who isn't going to abuse you and who like seems to care about you and your children, Mm -hmm. then why not give it a try? And like, that's basically what I told you. And it's a lot to take care of a special needs child. And then I have two boys. I mean, my son, my other son is also special needs too, but not as much as Maya. And I don't know, it just, and also I have a lot of trauma. And so he like Mm -hmm. would always tell me, oh, I'm going to be, I'm there for you. And like, just really, really being a massive support system and like making all these promises yeah, for I the remember, future. I remember him asking you about your kids all the time, like how they mm-hmm. were doing. I mean, I don't know at what point he started giving you money. I know you didn't ask him for any, no. but I remember him like, you know, starting to give you money and offering money to help with the kids and like, you know what I mean? Like, and he yeah. phrased it in like a, look, you work so hard. You're a single mom. You're doing it on your own. Like, I care about you. Let me help kind of way. Exactly. And yeah, he just wanted to give me groceries and grocery orders to my house for the kids. He wanted to send me money on Venmo. He's giving me money on Patreon. He's giving me like probably... I don't know. It goes from 250 to like then he, it's 300 a month and then somewhere it turns into $1000 a month. But I think when it jumps to 1000 is when he quote unquote leaves his wife because he tells me he has to hide money from her in the divorce. So Right, I'm but so we aren't stupid, even to the Tiffany. part of you knowing about the wife. No, I'm so stupid. And by the way, if anybody here is deciding to try to leave their wife, just know that shit is illegal and their lawyer will rip you to shreds. But I digress. Right. So for context, you guys, Cassandra Explains has a Patreon. Mm-hmm. It's just her cute little, you know, Patreon with her 90s nostalgia, and it is $5 a month. I had $5. like 30 members, I think, when I met She MT. was making, exactly. She was making like maybe, what, $150 mm-hmm. tops If a that, month. if that. If yeah. that, right. And this man decides to come in, and what did he start his original pledge at? Um, I'd have to look, actually. I don't know. I feel know. like it was 100 I don't know. I'd have to literally dig it out. It's in the timeline episode. I mean, it's in the time. Oh, you mean it's in the timeline episode of Patreon. Mm -hmm. Right. So, okay. So maybe it's not hundreds, but for Tiffany's recollection, I'm going to say I believe that he started it at hundreds. But any of you that are on our Patreon, you can clue me in because you've probably listened to the episodes. And I'm not going to lie. I don't listen to our podcast. (laughs) Cassandra edits it. Well, and if people want to go back and listen to my michelle trachtenberg episode i did with nt man that was a very good episode thank you i kind of just want to delete all of the episodes that i have done with him that are on my you know feed i loved harriet the spy i love michelle trachtenberg me too i I still love her yeah i hate that i did that with him that was the same i don't feel like you should have to delete it just because you did it with him unless that's part of your healing and not for nothing mr she's stalking me Hasn't even deleted your work from his. Yeah. Stop using my work, maybe. I don't know. Stop promoting my work. Right. 
Just saying. <laughs> I mean, I'm sending him pictures of the hurricane from my bedroom. Those will come back later, listeners. You're just in a long distance relationship. Just long distance. So he plans to come here for his birthday. So I ha- orchestrate the entire town to help me watch my children and to get off work. <laughs> and no that joke. That is a true story. That is a yeah. true story. And he comes and we have this like magical time here on his birthday. He tells me nobody's ever celebrated his birthday in his life, which like, girl, that should have been a red flag right there. Also, now looking back the night before he came here, he was mm-hmm. using a pen that had like a pink diamond at the end of it. Like, you know, the Dollar Tree pens for like girls? Like the pen that I was using earlier that had a like a clear one? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like literally the one I was using tonight? Mm-hmm. Oh my God. Everybody has one. If Like, you know what I mean? And I was like, that's weird. I wonder where he got that pen. Maybe like... I don't know. And I just I couldn't even come up with an explanation. I mean, surely he doesn't live with any females because he lives alone in the desert. Right. So it just in one thought gone, gone, never thought about it. And then he came here. He had like an awesome time. We had a great week. Watch the sunset. All is good. He meets my kids, which was not planned. He actually had to meet my kids because one of them got sick. And so we had to take them to the doctor. So he comes along to the doctor visit, meets my kids, meets my mom, blah, blah, blah. So then after all this, he goes home and I'm like, okay, I love this guy. You know, he says he loves me. He already met my kids, which I did not plan for, but it happened. So that's fine. And he's like, I want to come there. I want to get a place together. We're going to move in together and be a family. And I'm like, okay, so why don't we actually just get to know each other more first? Because I really don't think that you understand what it's like to be around special needs children and how intense it is. And like, it's just a more than a full-time job, you know? And I don't, I don't know about just like moving in right off the jump. Okay. He's like, okay, well, I'm going to get an Airbnb for like two weeks. We can all spend it together. You can work and I'll hang out with them and I'll, you know, we can all get to know each other more. Like I can get to know the kids more. And I'm like, okay, that's perfect, actually, because he's offering to help me with them while I'm working, which looking back is really weird, right? Like why? I don't know. It just. So to me, he just seemed like he was really into you and, you know, listening to you. Looking back, I remembered something that we haven't even discussed since this happened. Like it just popped into my head as you're telling this story. And it's the fact that he kept trying to get you to get a new apartment and to get a new car. And I don't know if you remember this, but I kept telling you, yes. And like, I kept telling you like, uh, uh, if he, his ass needs to be on it, like Mm -hmm. he needs to put it in his name because if this man like screws you over and takes off, like you're stuck. Yeah. Yeah. You can't afford it by yourself. Right. Mm -hmm. I completely forgot about that. Did you remember that? Mm -hmm. Oh my God. He literally wanted to put me into like massive debt. Yes. I live in squalor, which is fine for me. Um, I'm just like, I don't need more debt. I can't even afford the life I do have. So come on. What? Right. And you and the kids make it work. Like, 
Yeah. You know? So yeah, I mean, he was going to come here after Christmas for New Year's break when the kids were out of school and help take care of them. And it would be after Christmas. So like we wouldn't, you know, it'd have that like awkward, hey, kids, this is my boyfriend at Christmas thing. Right. Well, right. My plan got fucked up because, well, his plan got fucked up because on December 6th, he comes here because I get a message from his wife saying, I guess he's cheating again. Not the first. You won't be the last. Essentially, I all I did was screenshot it and send it to him. And that was it because that was my way of saying, like, we're done, you know? And oh, I remember. You were mad as fuck. Yeah, I was like, we're done. You know, that's it. Like, you have a wife. I'm tapping out. Like, game over. Like, that's not it. The joke's over, right? And he he's like, she's a fucking alcoholic drunk bitch. There's nothing I can do about her. You know, she went on a bender last night and decided to go message you because she's found out that I'm with someone new. And, you know, I'm so sorry. And he's like, I'm booking a flight to Tampa. Right. At this point, still not admitting that this is his wife. Right. This is his ex. Yeah. He's saying it's his ex. Correct. And I say, I said, just said, why? Why would you book a flight here? I, you know, I don't want you to come here. And he's like, I don't care. I'm going to I'm going to come there anyways. I'm going to move down the street from you so you don't have to talk to me if you don't want to. But I'll be around. That way I can help you with the kids. That's what reminded me. Yes, that exact thing is what reminded me of when he wanted you to get another house and wanted to get you and wanted you to get another car because all of that happened shortly after this. Mm -hmm. But yeah, he totally wanted to pull the boombox outside of the window moment and was like, I'm coming no matter what. And I told you, look, if this man's really going to fucking show up like that, like, I feel like he's telling the truth. Like, this is his ex. He really cares about you because clearly and a married man could not just dip out on their wife like a married man. And kids. I find out. Right. But at this point, oh, yes. She had she told you about the kids yet? Yeah, so she tells me about the kids and then he and he does admit it on the phone. But this is what he says. He says, because I'm a celebrity, I didn't want you to know I had children yet. And then when I wanted to tell you, every time I was about to tell you, I just felt like you were going to hate me because I know how much you value family and that I didn't tell you about my family. And so I just couldn't bring myself to tell you, but I want you to, you know, to know about them because we're going to be together forever and you're going to be their mom. Yeah. So I remember all of that, but somehow I forgot that this man called himself a celebrity. And I'm so glad that I was muted when you said that because I would have completely ruined what you were recording. Mm-hmm. I sounded like a donkey. Like, yeah! like, I mean, this man called himself a celebrity. What the fuck? What the fucky? I don't know. And then what the fucky? That's what right. So, so I think, you know, and my mom actually said, you know what, that makes sense about the kids. Look, you're, you know, you maybe you have an online presence or you have a career, you don't, you're messing around with somebody, you don't want them to know you have kids. I can maybe see it, but he met your kids. Like, that's messed up. I'm like, I know, right? Like, yes. And, but by the time, yeah. And Shauna, she goes, girl, send him home. I'm like, he's not even here yet. She's like, send him home send uh-huh. him home send him home now and uh-huh. i'm like shout uh, out shauna yeah i'm like i can't 
Like I can't, what do I fucking do? He showed up at my door, y'all. So then you left out a very important part in this. Mm -hmm. I don't know if you did it because you're like, yeah, I'm not going to talk about my friend or if you truly forgot. But if you truly forgot, you're going to get as big of a kick out of it as I am. Shauna is over here, send him home, send him home. And Tiffany's over here like, he truly cares, obviously. Right? Don't be paranoid, Cassandra. <laughs> you were like, no, he's an asshole, da, 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 whatever. And I'm like, but it's possible that he's telling the truth. Like, yeah, it's I mean, possible. if she is right. dr- a drunk. Because yeah. in my mind, how is a man who is truly married in this moment, Cassandra, in this moment right now, I find out that you're cheating on me with another podcaster. Like, are you going to run off with that podcaster? No, you're going to keep sitting here and be like, recording with me. Like, I am not doing anything. I am very good. Like, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I'm not trying to re- replace you, Tiffany. So you expect me to believe like a married man just ran out on his wife to his new little boo thing? Exactly. It makes no sense and i mean i guess it does like i guess men do this this is apparently like evil men do this but i didn't know about this but they usually don't leave their wives that's the thing 99 percent of married men who cheat do not leave their wife so how did this man end up at your house i really don't know especially considering the fact that i told him not to come here and then he came here and then he's at my door and I let him in the door. You did. I let him Thank in the you. door. Yeah. Thanks, Andrew's bad judgment and Tiffany's love for love. Oh, God. And then, you know, I sleep on my sofa because I I have a two-bedroom apartment, so I sleep on my sofa. So he had to literally sleep on the sofa with me, which was very awkward. And like two days later, when we did finally, quote unquote, make up, he was like, yeah, you were really mad at me when I got here. Like, are you sure you're not still mad? <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Okay. So one... How could someone not love you if they're sleeping on a sofa with you? Right. But, right. So there's my little pitch for why I was over here, like, loving love. But can we rewind to the part where I did not realize you guys were sleeping on the sofa together when you were fucking pissed off at him? Oh, yeah. I wouldn't let him touch me. I'm like, no, there's a pillow. I'm not a pillow. Like, do not touch me. How how were you guys even making this work? Like, Girl, like I was so of, mad. Was like I was. To head? So, like, I couldn't. Okay, but the thing was though that at that point he had already taken like all of my coping mechanisms, all of my joy, all of my podcasting time, my mm-hmm. my thing with you. Right, it was all gone, and now it was all filled with him. 24 right. 7 and he yes. and i'm i do not lie when i say he texted me 24 7 relentlessly mm-hmm. i mean relentlessly and so what was i gonna do have my entire security blanket taken out from under me i mean i should right. have yeah but i just kept building on it and building on it and it got worse and worse yeah so then you know christmas christmas 
happens. And he's here. He's helping me put together Christmas presents. He says like, oh, my kids used to have that Melissa and Doug dollhouse that we're putting together. I know how to do it. He goes to my grandfather's house with me for Christmas Eve and meets my whole family. And like they give him the whole rundown. I mean, it was pretty good. Then, you know, the next morning, open presents. We go out for breakfast at like Waffle House or IHOP or something. And then he goes to my dad's house, meets my family over there, my brother and his Mm -hmm. girlfriend and all that. Um, And my dad's like old radio. So they talk about old people stuff and it's boring. And then we go home. You leave Michael alone. How long is he here at this point by Christmas? Weeks, right? Yeah, weeks. He leaves on on or about January 8th is when he leaves. And he tells me that his ex-wife, well, he, he tells me that his wife, who he's separated from for two years and hasn't slept with in like five plus years. So on or about January 8th, he decides to go back to California for one of his children's birthdays. And I think they're having like a, an event at a hotel or something that his wife's planned and he has to go back. And he sends me these text messages while he's like at Starbucks planning his trip back. And he's like, I'm only going if you and Maya come with me. Yes. Uh, I did yeah. not know that was about the birthday, but I remember that. That's the trip he's talking about. And I'm like, okay. And I'm like, because I can't just leave Maya. Like he wanted me to come out there for his kid's birthday. And I had actually talked to his wife about it as well, which is weird. That is so weird. So then he like tries to start a fight with me, I think, and goes to the airport um, and just takes off. And like he tells me, you know, if I get killed by Scientologists, you'll know what happened to me. Make as much money off of it as you yeah. could. He's crazy. So he goes back to California and I'm messaging with his wife the entire time. And I'm like, well, you you were also messaging him because Mm -hmm. if you remember, I remember this well now that you're talking about it. And like, it's almost like I'm hearing it for the first time, you guys, Mm -hmm. because like I said, I don't listen to our podcast. Cassandra could tell you that's true. So that's why you sent him. I remember you sent him text messages blaming yourself and saying something about if he felt unsafe you were sorry like and i i never understood the context like i was like what the hell would he feel unsafe for so that was because he picked a fight with you he just can't face any type of consequences confrontation critical thinking even you know Mm -hmm. it was very like keep sweet like that That experience really solidified that there wasn't going to be any type of conversation. There wasn't going to be any type of pushback. You weren't going to question anything because he'll he'll just leave. If you question anything, he'll just leave and he'll ghost you. But if you let him run control on everything, then everything's great. And Mm -hmm. so that's what I had to do, you know? I mean, I thought that's what I had to do to keep him or whatever demented shit I was thinking. Right. It was just a toxic relationship. It was very toxic. And I was texting his, messaging his wife. And I said, hey, just a heads up. He's headed home. I remember that. 
I'm like, I think he's headed back. And she's like, no, he's not welcome in my house. Like, I don't want him. Oh, yes, I remember. Yeah, she's like, I don't want him in my house. What do I do? I'm like, what? Because I didn't understand. Like, I thought they were separated, okay? So I'm like, if you don't want him at your house, then, like, call the police. Yeah. This is when she gives you her address. Yeah, so then she gives me her address. Because I oh my god, thought... I'm sorry, you guys. I'm sorry. Like I said, like I'm remembering this timeline oh, with you. You might, you might want to realize too that I might have been being very emotional and reactive because I thought I was pregnant because this motherfucker had been yes. literally trying to get me pregnant. Yes, having sex with me multiple times a day, yes. like making me take ovulation kit things, like crazy oh, stuff. Okay? I remember. Yes, and Shauna's so like, weird. you better get on Noom. You better get on it right now. I'm like, if I you am. remember, I was like, oh my god, Cassandra, you better be taking birth control. Like we were all on the same page with that. Like, what was that? I was thinking to myself. All I could think to myself was like, I don't want another baby, but if he wants another baby, like I would do it to make him happy. And he even said that in text messages to me. He's like, I know. We talked about it and you don't want a kid, but I know you would the do it for me. The fact that you me. would do it for me. Yes. Mm-hmm. I remember this. It's so gross. And so anyways, I told that to his you know, wife and she was like, well, fuck him. I'll help you raise the baby. Here's my address also. And you can come live with me and I'm going to write a book about him and expose him and blah, yes. blah, blah. We didn't right. sign NDAs. Yeah, just a bunch of weird stuff, right? So then he shows up and she's like, oh my God, you were right. He just showed up here. He's in bed with our daughter. What do I do? And I'm like, what do you do? Give me the, hand him the phone. He's like, oh, hey, baby. I just, I just came here because I flew into the desert and it was really late and I couldn't get a hotel. And so I just came here, but I'm going straight, I'm going straight to a hotel right now. My God. How did how he did pull that off of her standing there? I know. And how, like, I remember being like, there's no way he's not telling the truth. Mm-hmm. Like, she's right here. She gave him the phone. And my cheap ass is thinking, like, you know, if you're not having sex with somebody and you there really is nothing, maybe you are saving a hundred bucks on a hotel at two in the morning and going to see your kid, whatever. Right. Yeah. I, mean, I remember you saying that. I want to give people the benefit of the doubt, I guess. I just. I don't know how he pulled some of the shit off. It's really wow, 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 wow. Unless she knew. I, I don't That's know. That's what I, I was just thinking. Like without an accomplice, how the hell did he pull this off? I don't know. But I don't think she knew everything, just like me. I think she knew some things, but not everything. Right. Because I remember him at that time too saying like, oh, if I can get her to drive me to the airport, that would be the best. Mm-hmm. And, and I thought, what the fuck does that mean? Like, what so i think he got off on tricking both of us basically mm-hmm. and like yeah tricking her into thinking that he wasn't he like wasn't talking to me or something and tricking me into thinking he was divorced right so because he by did... this point he if you remember he wanted to take you to a courthouse by you and get married mm-hmm. in saint augustine right <laughs> yeah. and I'm remembering this myself. And he also wanted to take you to California and get married. So he was actively filing the court papers and their lawyers were battling it out. 
for divorce. Right. Well, that's what he was telling me. That's what I'm saying. Like, so that is what we thought was happening. Yeah. Because this woman stood there and listened to him talk about, hey, baby, I'm just staying here instead of the Motel 8. I know. I'm I'm just staying here instead of the Motel 6. Mm Mm-hmm. So how? Oh, my God. And there was a morning when he was like, oh, they're at my door. Like, he was pretending like he was in a hotel room. And he's like, oh, the girls are here at my door. I've got to go. So, like, it must have been his bedroom. Or, like, I don't even know. He's, like, hiding in the closet. Like, what? Oh, my God. Oh, this sick fuck. So... So, but he does come back. Okay. That's what, this is the real crazy part. Okay. What everything up until now is he comes back. This is the trip from hell. This is the what the fucky. Right. So I'm thinking he's Shout out Harley and Mike. Yeah. I'm thinking this whole time he is lying about everything. He fucking lied about having a wife. He lied about having kids. He lied about everything about himself. I have not met one person who is his friend who can vouch for him. Not one Mm -hmm. person who has come to bat for him, okay? Every person that I do know who knows him has told me bad things about him. Right. Okay? And, like, I'm just done at this point. And you, my very crazy friend, were like, look, he's telling you he's coming. And this is around February, beginning of February. And you're like, he says he's coming. And if he shows up after all this bullshit he's telling you, then he shows up and he's not lying. Right. And I'm like, okay, but he's telling me that his flight got delayed. He's telling me they lost his luggage. Right. He's telling me. Me and you and Mike are on the phone. This and this and this, this happened. crazy story. And me and Mike are like, this guy is so full of shit. Full There's of shit. no way he's going to show up. There's no way. You guys he's lied so much story the tales this man was telling during this trip there was no way in hell no no way it should have been a lifetime movie so for him to show up it was literally like an act of god that brought him there he had to be in love like lost luggage delayed flights Mm -hmm. like car accident i think or something like oh there's that. a woman giving birth in the freaking plane who yes. girl everything it was ever- okay and then he shows up he, he shows up, up on february he had to drive 1st. from what miami or something mm-hmm. he drove all the way maybe <laughs> he probably made that shit up tiffany I who know. the fuck knows i who know, the fuck I know. Knows? that luggage true. never showed up by the way Right, the so, luggage you were supposed to be waiting for. Because he was exactly. only there for 24 hours. He- Y'all, this man showed up to my apartment. He was here all of 48 hours, but do you know what he had time to do, Tiffany, while he was here on vacation? <laughs> what did he have time to do, Cassandra? Oh, he had time to go to a Blue Jays game. <laughs> I remember that. He goes, are you sure you don't mind, baby? Are you sure you don't mind? <laughs> my gosh it was understood that he might be having to leave depending on his ex-wife's sobriety at any given moment right because Um, his kids were like in truancy and stuff yikes yeah so basically i mean he came here and then 
he goes to the game and then he has what I assume is like a stroke and he's <laughs> I forget about that. You called me freaking out. Girl, he was like, oh. I mean, I have never seen a grown man in that much distress. Like, oh my God, he was freaking out. And I'm like, are you like, what is wrong? Like, should I call an ambulance? And he's like, literally i haven't talked to my kids in three days she won't answer she won't let me talk to them she's drunk like i'm terrified that she killed herself and the kids i don't know what happened um like i'm pretty sure she might have like murder suicided and i'm like totally forgot like you remember that yes yes yeah and i I totally forgot about scared the shit out of me i was like you need to leave now (laughs) good yeah please please could get away from me and go home (laughs) like shauna said go home and so he went and i was like love you mean it k bye and he continued, you know, to send that's that that would be the genesis of when I got the explicit nine minute audio that you guys have heard pieces of, um, you know, he wanted to keep the passion alive, guys. But mm-hmm. he said that his ex had basically spiraled out of control, knowing that he's with someone else. Yes. And that, you know, she's always been like a wanna be real housewife yes oh my god yes and that like she was ashamed that her friends knew that they were finally getting a divorce and everything so she had to go to rehab and they had to give up their she had to like give up their dogs Dogs. because she couldn't even take care of the animals and her kids you know eventually by the end of it he's telling me that her kids haven't seen her or heard from her in months um so he was moving into like some condo or something yeah he said that he moved into a condo that they first stayed in when they moved to the desert that was owned by the kids tennis instructor so he got a hold of that guy and you know i i guess that whole time i thought he was renting a car i I don't know what i thought he was doing for a car like i just assumed he was renting a car and yes i remember you told me he was renting cars yeah my mom would bring that up sometimes and i'd be like i don't know mom i don't know okay yeah i don't know adult things leave me alone i have a 2002 how the hell that wasn't weird and you're like he works from home it's not really weird he doesn't need to Mm -hmm. go anywhere and i'm like He's a grown man, and you're telling me he doesn't have a well, car. And he like, said he one every time he goes to the airport. Well, he said his friend owns the car rental place, and so he gives him a good deal. Oh my god! <laughs> On we February, so okay. So if you're then... listening to this right now and you are thinking they're so stupid, just know that I hear you and I agree with you. March 18th, we have. Dun, 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 the fake attempt. Now this is what oh no, gives this us... is when we get investigated for homicide. Yes, this oh, is shit's shit. about to get real, guys. Shit. Okay, buckle up. I need y'all to sit down because <laughs> this man tells me that him and his ex he are finally divorced. He sends me the divorce paper. Mm-hmm. She means paper, which I but I did. Okay, at this point, Tiffany is not just saying "Yay, love, love, love." Tiffany had no idea. She Tiffany says, "I want proof." 
Yeah. Tiffany had no idea she had a divorce paper. Mm-hmm. Tiffany asked Cassandra if she saw the divorce papers. And Cassandra <laughs> said, yep. Uh-huh. And Tiffany said, okay, cool. Bet. Because why would I think that my 36-year-old friend would know mm. that one piece of paper that has a couple kids' names and birthdays on it is not a divorce paper? I don't know. It's signed by a judge. <laughs> it said nothing. Like, literally, that could have been their Who's... truancy papers. I mean. I don't know what it was. I would love to ask the judge that signed it, though. Oh, my oh, God. Right. So then, yeah. So he tells me that they go. They get this divorce, that they go to um, court. And he's, like, texting me in real time about how court's going. He's free to go. Like, he is free to move to Florida. The child yes. support is all hashed out. Yeah. And he's going to have them for summers. And that's great. And so he pretends that he's coming to Florida. And at this point, like, he showed up last time, so I believe him when he says that his flight got delayed and Mm -hmm. that XYZ happened Mm -hmm. and blah, blah, blah. But he makes it to Tampa International Airport, right? Which is amazing. And he sends me a picture of the pelican. It's like a beautiful pink pelican at the Tampa International Airport. It's a statue. And he sends me a picture of it, and I Google image reverse search this bitch and it's not on google so Mm -hmm. i'm thinking to myself or not that i saw anyway and i'm thinking to myself okay he's telling the truth you know he's coming like this is amazing Mm -hmm. and then as soon as the flight lands i'm telling as soon as the flight lands on the flight track app he calls me and he says that He just got off the plane, but he has like 100 missed calls from the police department. Mm -hmm. And he has to call me right back. And I'm like, okay. And I'm crying. And it's like four in the morning. And I have to work the next day. And I have kids. And you know what I mean? And I'm I'm like a shambles. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I was heartbroken, dude. I don't know what's happening. Am I being Mm -hmm. lied to? What is going on? Right. And and he's telling me that um, his wife left the kids at a pool party he was set to be here everything he sorry he gets to tampa allegedly and he tells me that he's wanted for murder of his ex-wife yes i was you like know, what the nobody fuck? He's can, lying. the kids were just left alone thank god mm-hmm. the neighbors are watching them but nobody can find his ex-wife the police sergeant wants to talk to him. His lawyer is going to meet him at the police station. Right. Everything. Basically, she just ran off and dipped out on the kids, but she did it to, like, frame him for murder. Or basically it just looked like that because he had dipped and she went MIA and she's just, like, drinking and can't handle it. You know, I don't know. And he went, I told him, of course, you have to, I mean, yeah, bye, you know, bye. Obviously, we're not supposed to be together. Bye. Mm -hmm. So he, you know, goes back, quote unquote, but I'm sure he's doing this all from his closet. Closet. Mm -hmm. 
And I'm like, yeah, what happened? You know, like, did you ever get arrested for that murder or what? <laughs> I forgot about you say, oh my God. And he's like, he's just like, did like nothing happened? I mean, he's like, oh, don't worry. I picked up the girls. I've got them. Yes. I'm taking them over to the condo, you know, this and that. Yes, like she's yes. going to go to rehab. And, you right. know, that's when she starts her rehab arc, right? Right. The two and, months in and then of course, or whatever. Yeah. And then after that, my dad's like, well, why isn't he coming out here to visit you? And I'm like, because dad, he has two kids full time time and a blog and a podcast and he's paying all the bills and he, she's in rehab she was never going to be able to see the kids like now knowing that none of this is true mm-hmm. it's like why would you lie about stuff like that i don't that's know that's just wrong it's just wrong so of course we're long distance and you have to keep the love alive somehow so every single night i would listen to him record So that would be a good hour and a half right there that we could spend together. We would also watch a TV show most nights like Love Boat, Dr. Cats, you know, Twilight Zone, documentaries, whatever. And then we would have playtime. It turned into most nights we're doing the podcast and playtime and not Love Boat. Love Boat became less and less and less over time and just more and more and more sex. So this man was just sitting in his closet on the phone with you for like six hours straight, Cassandra? No, it would be like two and a half hours to three hours. That's a long time to be sitting in your closet. It is. like we, And that's where like it became, okay, you know, if we have time now because he's got the girls full time, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, he was single dadding it. And so we sometimes we would only have full time. Custody. He had full custody. I sometimes, forgot about that. Sometimes we would only have time for him to record his episode and for, you know. Playtime. Yeah, playtime. Always time for playtime. Right. Always time for that. Especially when you're a single dad with full custody. Right. Right. Well, I was, yeah. Of course, I mean, he would call me and text me constantly. We, I don't think that there was ever like two hours where we went without talking ever. There wasn't. It was really weird. Mm-hmm. But I felt very connected to him too at the same time. Like I felt like mm-hmm. we were together all the time because we were constantly talking and texting. Always in communication. Mm-hmm. I remember mm-hmm. literally being on the phone with you and you being like, Hold on, this person, NT, just texted me. I almost said his name, but NT just texted me. And then you're like, hee hee hee. And you got to text him back and you're like, okay, I'm back. Yeah. Like <laughs> always in communication. It was ridiculous. I mean, he was always keeping up with the kids, you know, how they're doing in school, talking to them. I mean, he mm-hmm. had built a pretty substantial relationship with the kids, which is really terrifying to me at this yeah. point. Yeah. yeah I've, he would ask you about like your daughter's sleep schedule or something like that then, I think. Mm-hmm. Like he was he, trying to like help you with her moods or something. Yeah. He would always give me parenting advice like every single day. To, <laughs> he, he acted like he was like the best parent on the planet. I literally would tell him, you're such a better parent than I am. Like I'm so jealous. Oh my honestly God. that I can't be that like I wish my kids were in this and doing that and like as smart wow. as your kids and he's just like you just you're a good mom just keep doing your best Maya will get better like my goal is to mainstream her all this like weird stuff always talking to my son about his um report cards and everything and 
Yeah. Just, yeah, intense. So then, you know, he sends me completely unsolicited this video of him masturbating. And I'm thinking to myself, first off, I didn't even watch it because who the fuck wants to watch something like that? Like, I don't, right? But I'm thinking to myself, like, yeah, you know, all of my paranoia and all my stupid things I think about him, like, this goofy guy. He's clearly not doing anything else. Come on. Who the hell would send that to somebody? Nobody does that. He's acting as my attorney. Come August. Oh, yeah. So in the summer, this is where things get sticky. No pun intended. In the summer, he disappears for a few months. Not disappears, but like... I'm still listening to him record every single night, but he says that he has to take the girls and get out of the desert for the summer and that mm-hmm. his mom which is moms. Well, yeah. no, his mom so his mom comes to California. That's and, what it was. Yeah, they went I up remember, to some town. I remember him being with his mom, him and the mm-hmm. girls. He sent me pictures of her like on a boardwalk. He sent me pictures of this like beautiful Ferris wheel and mm-hmm. his vacation. I'm sure now thinking back, his wife was probably taking the pictures. It's so creepy. But um, yeah, so then... That was his excuse. He said his mom doesn't want him on the phone and like it's awkward and whatever. And I get it. Yes, I totally get I that. I remember that. It was so weird. But he was still texting me 24-7. Yes. And he was still calling me every single morning as soon as he woke up. And I was he still would listening. Call you, he would call you at like 2 a.m. too. Yes. And he would call me every single night. And I would listen to him record every single day. Every night. Yes. And I remember. Every freaking. And like every fifth night, he would find some time for playtime. Okay. During right. summer vacation. So... Then oh he had you on a schedule that's nice mm-hmm. I'm like editing that FBI Maria Farmer episode for him and I'm actually mm-hmm. working for him in an official capacity in August and he's actually working for me as my attorney and mm-hmm. sending emails to group you know the Aaron Carter project for me it's really crazy and then he's like he gets me a hotel room for my birthday which was really sad actually because it was a really cool hotel really nice nice beautiful the kids had a great time but i remember talking to him that night on the phone and he was like aren't you happy like tell daddy you're happy and i'm like <laughs> oh I- my god i forgot about him being saved and your phone is daddy you like literally wanted to be called daddy all the time it was so gross Oh, Ugh. okay but the- here's the thing i told him the truth i'm not happy because i don't really want money and i don't really want this hotel room i don't want to like to be with him right yeah i don't want to be yes. there by myself i could just yeah, be at he home sent you guys yeah that's when he sent you guys on the trip yeah i remember mm-hmm. that he sent us on a lot of trips but that yeah that was one mm-hmm. and basically birthday. he would get rid of you for the weekend when he mm-hmm. knew he when he to, needed like... to buy some time or something yeah. i think yeah i think so essentially we're still going hot and heavy at the end of summer and things return back to normal when the girls go back his kids go back to school because now he's back on a schedule and we're back to having our alone time of to watch tv and as he says give you all of my attention which you completely deserve because nothing Mm -hmm. else matters besides you yeah and (laughs) then he says that he wants me and the kids to move to California. And I say, you know what, maybe after Christmas, because that's like a really big transition for an autistic five-year-old. 
and I haven't been out there. Maybe me and my mom can come visit first. Uh, maybe just me and Maya. But I'm nervous because right. I don't. I know that you're a liar, and I don't think that you have told your ex-wife that yes. you're planning on moving me and my kids to California. And when she finds out, she's gonna go AWOL. Especially if she's an alcoholic, like you're saying. This doesn't seem like a good thing to drag my kids into right right and this whole time i'm sitting here telling you like dude if he's saying he has no contact with her he has nothing to do with her Mm -hmm. she's not in the picture his daughters are getting on his twitter and unblocking her after he blocks her Mm -hmm. and all of this craziness because in july (laughs) she contacts us yes which you skipped over. Mm-hmm. So if he's telling you that the kids are unblocking her, like Cassandra, if oh, yeah. he has I'm getting a no suspicious. contact, if he has a no contact order against her, why doesn't he just violate her? Well, because the thing is, he didn't want to make waves with her. You know, it, it is their mom, blah, blah, blah. Okay. Right. So I'm giving him the benefit of the doubt, but I am suspicious. And I'm like, no, this is my kids. Like, I am not going to move their schools and this and that. And like, my son just got into a gifted program. Maya is finally doing really good here. I just got them into John mm-hmm. Hopkins All Children's right. Hospital Therapy. Yes. And and I'm taking them to therapy four times a week. Uh, my right. son Maya just... was doing gymnastics and doing everything, like doing well with it. Like, so he assured me over and over and over that everything was going to be fine, that he I can completely trust him to find her yes. the therapies she needs when we get there. And He's, they're easier to get in California. Mm-hmm. You'll have free medical care. Everything's going to be great. This is where her bedroom is. It's downstairs. Boys are going to sleep over here. The girls are going to share this room, etc. He cetera, even et went to the school to sign up your son, which I remember like mm-hmm. thinking, okay, maybe they talked to him, whatever. And it wasn't even until we discussed this, but he went to the school and like supposedly got information to send your kid there to school. Mm-hmm. And like you got an email supposedly from the principal. The, yeah. Which may not even exist. Like who knows if it's even a principal's email address. Oh my God. It's so sick. Like, maybe so he went deep. and bought like a, a school looking website. <laughs> But here's the thing, like, he had our kids talk to each other on the phone. Well, kind of, but not really. Right. He had them say, hi, your kids' names. But I was thinking they were, like, literally having a full conversation. Yeah, I mean, he did. He had our kids talk, and then he was, like, having our kids play Roblox together. So, And he's telling me that his older... Yeah, he's telling me his older daughter is like, she's happy that we're all going to be living together, but she's also feels upset and torn because of her mom. Yeah, she's like working it out in therapy. Yes, and all this yes, stuff. yes, the therapy. And I'm like, I don't think it's a good time for us to come. Like, I don't want to 
bring myself and my children into a situation where we're not wanted, where it's not right. a right fit, where there's so many like, this is just bad. I can feel this is and bad. And the kids decide they don't want you to be there. Yeah. And then, then like, what? any good dad, he would throw you out on your ass. Exactly. Yes. Like, remember? Yes. And he's like assured me over and over and over that's not going to happen. I promise nothing is going to fall apart. You know, and that's where my mother's intuition, like the little I do have was screaming something isn't right here what's going on but he just kept assuring me that everything was going to be fine and that he was going to fly out here he got the babysitter go ahead and pull them out of therapy it's all good yeah and so i did and then he sent me his flight wear. Are you excited? I'm coming, baby. Are you going to wear a collar the first night in your in our new bedroom together? And uh, then Oh my god, I forgot. He's telling about me he that. loves me. And then I get a knock at the door and it's a police officer serving me with a stalking order. 32 minutes after he tells me he loves me. Yes. Yes, on another trip from hell that he had been on for over a day extra. Mhm. So, and no, I didn't, it didn't occur to me that he wasn't coming. It really didn't. I was totally blindsided. I took my kids out of therapy and I unenrolled my son from school. Like I unenrolled all of them from school. Right. That's insane. They had like, a goodbye parties. Yeah. It was really crazy. And ever since then, it's been nonstop with court and just, I feel, I'm not going to lie, like lies. I feel terrorized. Like, yeah. I and lies discovering you know since mm -hmm. then is when we discovered he was even married and she wasn't his ex-wife yeah i didn't even know we I, did not even realize it until like a good solid week after you were served <sighs> when i was reading the papers for the second time it honestly... and i was like oh my god cassandra they're married it says wife they're married. It makes me sick. Like, it literally yeah, makes me crazy. sick. I wouldn't, I don't know. It sucks to be used like that for sex. It sucks to have your body used like that, to have, like, even just someone right. looking at you. Yeah, you never would have, you don't even really like being naked there, in the first place. You no. never would have consented to doing it for somebody's husband. I just feel very violated and objectified and... I mean, yeah. gaslit and tricked, and it's disgusting. It makes me want to throw up. It's like so disgusting. And like, then can when you I imagine? Think about what the mind fuck it did to my kids. I can't even begin to think about that because that just enrages me. Your kids, his kids, you, all of the, his the children of the world. Tiffany. Right? Like, like, what kind of person? could well, do something like this like it's the craziest shit when you sit there and you think about it like from an outside perspective it almost seems impossible and like mm -hmm. insane like it's too crazy to be true so when you sit there and think about like actually being the person that lived it Mm -hmm. And like you truly have to think about what kind of person did this man have to be to do this? It is terrifying. A narcissistic sex addict who has no regard for their for other humans whatsoever. He's a sociopath in my mm -hmm. opinion. But like I said, dude, just the karma alone, even if you are a narcissistic sociopath, like just the karma alone should make you be afraid to do these things. I know like just, it's just scary. a little hesitation. Like anybody who truly cares about their kids 
who loves their family would never, would never put them in this type of situation and this type of potential danger. To send pictures of your kids to women yes. on the internet to get pussy. Like, that's it's so, so vile. Like, could you... So, like, if you actually were in fear for your family or you are worried about someone stalking you, you're not out there sending pictures of your children to women to get pussy. No, that's what I'm <laughs> saying. Like, I mean, still cheating. cheating. He's still cheating and just abandoning your children like that. And then I don't know. It's it's all it's bad all around and bad karma. He thinks that he can get away with it and throw money at it. And that he honestly, he thinks he's entitled to treat me like this because I'm poor, which makes me the scum of the earth in his eyes. Yeah. So, yeah, that's true. That's- we know how he feels about poor women. I mean, he mm-hmm. said he wanted to. It's pretty disturbing. I really didn't know a lot about sex addict or narcissists before all of this. I'm like learning as we go. But I have so much court stuff coming up. I mean, I hope that this was a good timeline episode for everybody because there's going to be so much more that happens with court. Uh, The story is far from over, but hopefully this will be like a good baseline. Yeah. And for those of you who are on the Patreon who are way behind the timeline that we just wrapped up, just know that it is coming. But in the same kind of deep dive that Cassandra did on her own on those episodes on the Patreon, she's going to do the same for the others. So this is kind of like a general catching everybody up on the podcast so we can pick up where we are now and continue on. You guys are still going to get the backstory with the extra, like all the receipts because they're just crazy, right? Like we have to show them to somebody. It's almost like if a tree falls in the forest and no one hears it, did it even. And next week, we're actually going to be doing his birthday when he was pictures and text messages and to be able to get all of that off my chest i actually do feel better tiffany so thank you for listening to me rant yeah and thank you guys for listening to us actually laugh about it because i feel like Mm -hmm. a month into it we're at that point like it's still infuriating i cry a lot (laughs) yes but we are moving forward in the stages of grief it's not yeah i don't know if i'm Moving like we can forward <laughs> yet <laughs> we we can find moments to laugh at wow did that really happen and did we really believe mm-hmm. that like yes my gallows humor is in no way a reflection of a lack of emotional trauma caused by this fuck right so just disclaimer there <laughs> <laughs> And we'll be back next week with another episode. It's not going to be a timeline episode. It's we have court. It's going to be a court update. It is. So stay tuned for the next episode where you will get a court update and much more. We will talk to you guys again soon. Later. Bye.